I'm Valerie Williams and welcome to Lens on Fitness, a podcast that will zoom in on all areas of physical fitness and wellness. I want to show you how both of these can only be achieved with the right state of mind. And I will do this by bringing to light all kinds of issues and by sharing some of the lessons that I have learned in order to help put you on the path of becoming an individual with a strong body and an even stronger mind. Hey, welcome to the Lens on Fitness podcast, a weekly podcast with bite-sized episodes that covers all aspects of fitness and not just the physical side of things. Now, since the rise of online training, more and more people are choosing to work out at home rather than join up with a gym. And I mean, why not? It's convenient. You get to work out at a time that suits you and your commitments that you have. There's no traveling involved. So you're not having to drive or catch public transport to and from the gym. And you save money. I mean, that's a good thing, being able to save money. And that's especially important if you don't necessarily have the finances to be able to join any kind of fitness group. But if you are like one of the millions of people around the world that has chosen to work out at home, there is one thing that you're going to have to plan for in advance, and that's learning how to stay motivated and how to push yourself. Because there's not going to be anyone around you cheering for you, clapping for you, encouraging you to get that last rep. Everything is all on you. It's on your shoulders. I mean, showing up to do a workout is one thing, but do you have what it takes to be able to push yourself so that you can achieve similar results or if not better than the next person who is at the gym in a group setting or working with a personal trainer? Now, because of the fact that I have been training alone for almost, I think over five years, possibly close to six years, I didn't want to just put together a list of things that you could do to try and keep yourself motivated and to give yourself that push. I wanted to give you a bit of an insight into what my experience has been like and some of the things that I do to push myself to get these workouts done. So let's just say now you've chosen to work out at home, whether it's because of finances or it's just easier, convenient, you don't live anywhere near a gym. One of the first things that you want to do is get yourself organized. What I tend to do is the evening before or even just before I go to bed, I will write out a workout program for myself for the next day. I need to know exactly what I'm going to be doing because in the past when I overlooked this and I've just woken up the next day like an accident thinking, yep, I will come up with a workout immediately, you know, upon waking and it doesn't happen. And then I'm spending time trying to figure out what kind of workout to do and I'm wasting time, all that does really is just kill my vibe. And then I spend so much time messing around trying to create something, you know, I lose my enthusiasm to want to work out. And so I like to make sure that I'm organized and I know exactly what I'm doing the next morning. So that would be a great idea for you to put that in place as well. I mean, I don't know what time of day you like to work out when you're available to work out, but for me, it's always the morning. That's my preference. That's when my energy levels are at their best. Even my brain feels a lot more clearer. And, you know, if anything else crops up throughout the day, 
Nothing can interfere in my workout because I've done my workout first thing in the morning. As a rule, I like to make sure that I feel in the mood to work out. And there are some things that I do to make sure that I'm in the mood to work out. One of the first things that I do is have a quick freshen up. I know some people might say, well, I'm working out at home. Why do I need to do that? You don't have to do that. This is just something which is a preference of, of my own. You know, I've been sleeping all those hours and to just wake up and throw the bed covers off me, hoping to just jump into some training gear and go straight into a workout. It doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I like to just get a washcloth, put some shower gel on it, quick rub on the upper body, put some deodorant on, spray some body shop products on me and just get myself feeling energized and feeling nice and smelling good. And if I feel nice and I'm smelling good and I, and it's it's doing something to my mood, then that's going to spill out into my workouts. That's going to make me feel like working out. That's going to make me look forward to working out. And I'll do that regardless of whether I'm working out at, at home or whether I'm going out outdoors for a run or a power walk. I will still do it. I like to to feel ready for the workout. Even if I'm working out at home, I will still get dressed. It's about getting into the mood to do the workout. If you just roll up out of your bed, in your bed clothes, that's not going to motivate you to work out. And you're just not going to feel ready if you are working out in your bed clothes. You don't have to get fully dressed. You don't have to go all out but at least try and feel the part. That's what I'm saying is try and feel the part because because that's going to be the thing that will help you get started with your workouts. Now, one thing I often hear people complain about who work out at home, they say it's boring. You know, it's, it's boring. They don't enjoy it. They say it's not the same as like going to a gym or being around other people. But if your circumstances, like the situation that I was in when I was a full-time caregiver to my mom, I had no choice but to work out at home. I mean, yes, I could perhaps join a gym and, you know, get someone to be there to help my mum out whilst I was at the gym. But I know that had I done that, the time it would have taken to get dressed, get in the car, drive to the gym, do the workout, and then have to drive all the way back home, I would not have the time for that. And also at the gym, my mind wouldn't be at ease as well. So being at home, it was just much more convenient certain circumstances, you have no choice. There is no choice. So you've got to learn to enjoy working out at home. But the good thing here is you don't have to be alone as such. Although you might not have someone there face to face, you know, in person, in this day and age now, you can link up with people virtually, whether it's a a live stream where someone's doing a workout program, or you're having personal training online, or or whether it's a pre-recorded video, something that you found on YouTube, you have the option of being able to connect and have a face to look at, even if it's just on the screen. One piece of advice I would give you here is to make sure that whoever you choose to connect with virtually, that it's someone who you feel like you have a connection with. Don't just pick someone for the sake of it because they have this fantastic looking body. Their body might look great, but what is their personality like? What are their teaching skills like? How do they appear on camera? Are they communicating effectively? Are they talking at a pace that you can understand? What's their instruction delivery like? All of those things you've got to think about. 
Because if you're not clicking with that person, if you're not connecting with that person in, in such a way, then it's not going to inspire you to do the workout. When I used to work out at home before I had a garage gym and I was doing nothing but bodyweight training because I had no equipment, I relied on using a Nike app. I used to use that thing every single day. And the reason I chose Nike is for everything that it stands for. When I think of Nike, I think of athleticism. You know, I think of successful athlete. That app gave me the initial push that I needed until I was able to go out on my own and not rely on anybody that I saw on screen. It made me feel a lot more comfortable with the idea of having to work out at home by myself. You know, the more that you can connect to someone, whether you're using an app or you're following an instructor on on a screen, if they make you feel good or if that app makes you feel good, then it's going to do wonders for your workout. You're going to put your best efforts into your workout every single time. Instead of like following 10 or 12 different people dotted all over the place, just try and stick to a couple of people. It's just better that way. Because the more that you see that person, the more that you're watching their videos, you feel more connected to them. You get to build a a connection and a relationship with that app or that person, so to speak. So environment is another thing that you need to, to look at because your environment is going to play a huge part in how you feel, your overall mood. If it was a choice between working out in your bedroom and, say, the living room, the lounge, pick the lounge, you know, not the bedroom, because with the bedroom, you associate it with being relaxed. You know, it's where you sleep. And when you work out, that's not the state of mind that you want to be in. You don't want to be in a relaxed, chilled out mood. You want to be ready for this workout. You know, if you don't have the space in your lounge or the space anywhere, you also do have the option of of being able to go out somewhere. I'm pretty sure that either you have a, a garden or a balcony or a local park somewhere, you know, within walking distance. You know, you could always use the walk there as a warm up and a way to stretch your muscles. Just try and make sure that the environment that you're working out in works for you because there's nothing worse than being in an environment that just makes you feel miserable and uninspired. It's not going to make you feel motivated. Full stop. Equipment. This is optional. You don't have to have equipment because as far as I'm concerned, if you have a body, you have a gym. That's the way I look at it because you can do anything with bodyweight training. Whether you have equipment or not, try and keep your workouts interesting with what you have. If you're doing bodyweight training and you've already mastered how to do the push-up, don't just keep doing the same push-up for the next two, three, four, five months. You know, switch it up. Do an incline push-up, decline push-up. Have your hands in different positions. You know, you do the diamond push-up or your hands in a narrow position or your hands in a wide position. Try different surfaces. You might want to put your hands on a slam ball and do your push-ups that way. Keep your exercises and your workouts interesting. Otherwise, boredom will set in and sometimes there's just no comeback from that. Now, I don't know about you, but I like to listen to something when I'm working out. I don't want to hear the sound of me breathing or getting tired, getting out of breath. I know some people enjoy training in silence, but that's not for me. You find something that works for you, whether it's the TV, whether it's listening to music, whether it's listening to a podcast. And in my case, it's a podcast. The reason I choose to listen to a podcast is because 
95% of the podcasts that I listen to, they're all to do with personal development. And personal development is something that I really am huge on. That's me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel uplifted. It gives me hope. I enjoy it. And as long as I enjoy what I'm listening to, then that's going to help me with my workouts. So just find something that's going to help you with your workout rather than take something away from your workout. Now, when it comes to the actual workout itself, the way I get myself through it when I feel tired or I feel like giving up or I feel like I, I don't have any more left in the tank, I like to make sure that I do an extra two reps on top of what I said I was going to do. So if I said I was going to do 12 reps, I'll do 14. If I said I'm going to do 10 reps, I'll do 12 reps. That's my way of pushing myself because there have been numerous times where I felt like giving up. I have nothing left in the tank. I start having that conversation in my head where I just want to throw in the towel. But if I keep reminding myself that I've only got to do an extra two reps, that's the tactic that I use to help push myself. And it, and it works for me. It, it really does work. You know, if I'm not doing something that requires reps and I'm, I'm doing a workout where it's time-based, again, if I said I'm going to do a 30-second sprint, then I might add on an extra five seconds or an extra 10 seconds on top of that. Find something that works because remember, you're not going to have someone standing over you, encouraging you and, and trying to help you to get those last few reps in or lift heavier, continue for another few seconds. There's no one there doing that. So you have to come up with some kind of tactic that you can use that is going to work to help push yourself. Winter months in the UK oftentimes can get pretty cold. And when you have a garage gym like like the one that I have, yes, it's great to have a gym, but I still have to get myself out into the garage gym. And initially, when you first set foot in there, it is bloody cold. And so I will tend to opt for a lot more metabolic conditioning workouts, high intensity interval training, you know, things like that, that are quick, they're fast. I'm using my entire body, all muscles, and it's, I can get it over with within 20 minutes. So if you live in a country where you experience cold seasons, change up your training, do something that is going to keep you on your toes, do something different. Now, when it's the summer now and it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I still change up my training because it's nice weather, which is something rare in the UK. The sun might be out one day and not there the next. So when it's the, the warmer seasons, I like to spend as much time as possible outdoors doing something completely different. I don't want to be spending my time in the garage gym all year round. If you want to know what the greatest thing is about training by yourself, over the years, you find that you, you build up this mental toughness and you, you don't even realize this. It's just something that just happens gradually. You know, for every time you might complain or feel unhappy that you don't want to work out or you're working out on your own, over time and the longer that you actually are working out by yourself, you build up some kind of toughness without even realizing. And what you will find is you will find that you'll start having fewer and fewer days where you feel unmotivated or less motivated to work out because you're so used to working out by yourself, it's become the norm. You don't know any different. And when you're putting all these different things in place that I suggested, 
to keep your workouts interesting or ways to push yourself, keep yourself motivated, keep things exciting. You will have these tools forever for whenever you get those days where you feel like, oh, I don't want to work out. You know what to do. You just pull something out of your tool bag and you know what to do. You know what to do. You see the change your workout, change your environment, change the type of exercises that you're doing. Make sure that you're following someone online that you connect with. You know, all of this helps. Training by yourself is not an easy thing. Not everyone can do it and not everyone is willing to do it. Not everyone is able to do it and not everyone is willing to do it because you've got to be accountable to yourself and no one else. You've got to take responsibility for everything. You don't show up, it's on you. You do a bad workout, it's on you. You weren't organised the night before and didn't sit and take the time to plan a workout for the next day, it's all on you. And like I said, a lot of people can't deal with that. They have to be around other people, otherwise they don't have the motivation. Now, that's not a bad thing. If it's a choice between doing nothing or working out with other people because you feel motivated being around them, then obviously, yes, work out with other people. But what happens when your gym buddy is no longer there? What happens when your gym buddy keeps skipping a few weeks or not showing up or is unwell one day or totally gives up completely? Then what? What are you going to do? And you'll find that most people in that kind of situation end up skipping weeks and end up giving up themselves. Now, I know that if ever there was a day when I, say, joined a gym or I found myself in a position where I am working out with other people, if that workout partner that I have or those group of people that I'm training with start skipping workouts or giving up and, you know, making up all kinds of excuses, I will still keep going. And the reason I will be able to still keep going is because I would have built up this mental toughness from all the years that I've worked out by myself, it wouldn't bother me if one day I'm working out with a group of people or a gym partner and then all of a sudden I'm back to working out by myself again because it's something that I'm used to. I know what to do. I know how to push myself. While everyone else are dropping like flies, take for example when we had the lockdown and the gyms were closed. People were just finding themselves mentally in a mess because they miss going to the gym. They miss being around other people. Whereas because I wasn't part of a gym, it did not affect me because I was used to working out by myself at home. And that's all I know. At the initial stage, when you first start working out by yourself at home, it's difficult. It takes time to get used to. There's things that you've got to do to try and ensure that you stay focused and things that you've got to do in order to push yourself. But once you get to that level where you are no longer bothered about whether or not you have to work out by yourself, it's one of the greatest feelings because, like I said, when everyone else around you is giving up and dropping like flies, not you. You're going to still keep going. Having that mental toughness when it comes to training and having to work out by yourself, I wouldn't trade that for anything. I've got that for good. I've got that for life now. You'll find yourself good with people and good without people. It's just a win-win situation there for you. You can't lose. So yes, if you're working out at home, don't look at it as something that has to be boring or something that's difficult because you don't have people around you. Use some of these tactics that I have used myself that honestly, I tell you, they do work. They work. 
You don't have to use everything that I've mentioned. Find a way for yourself. Look at the problem that you're having. If it's a problem of, oh, I don't want to work out because it's cold. Instead of focusing on the problem, think about what you can do to make it a bit easier for you to be able to get out there and work in the cold. If your issue is, I'm tired of using dumbbells, I'm bored of using dumbbells, instead of complaining about using dumbbells at home all the time, or having to just do bodyweight training at home all the time, you know, think of ways to make your workout more exciting, or change your environment, get outside, change what you're listening to. All of it is going to help you. If you can be accountable to yourself, and be your own coach, and be your own cheerleader, and clap for yourself, there is no better feeling than that, because when no one else is around you, you will always have yourself. So thanks for listening. Take good care of yourself and I shall catch you on the next episode. Bye for now.